Dynasty Radio. Is that like that? That was it. I'm going to keep that, but I... Uh, yeah, but also, what the fuck is up? Dynasty Radio. Greetings, comrades. Welcome to episode 28 of Dying Scene Radio. I am Anarchopunk. With me, as always, is my best bud, Mr. Roberto Burns. Say hi to the nice listeners, Bobbert. After a long time, hello, everybody. We are back. Three-month hiatus. Yeah, that's all right. Hey, that's fine. You got married, so I wanted to uh, leave you alone and let the uh, the honeymoon period fully take its course yeah. and complete. And I yeah. figure three months is probably long enough. So, um, <laughs> well, so how you. is married life, Bob? Everything good? Exactly the same as before. Good. Well, yes. that's good. No yes. change. Change sometimes sucks. So, yeah. Uh, well, good. Uh, our intro uh, track for this episode was from the Saskatchewan Dad Punks, Swayze. Um, I think Dad Punks is kind of the term that uh, now took over like skate punk because they like lag wagon and all those I think would be considered dad punk now. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Dad Punks. Dad punk seems pretty popular, um, and that's what those guys associate they, as. Uh, they feel they are, a little too aggressive for dads. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want to be their kids. Uh, they are made up of members of uh, Chuds, Morning Fresh, and Prom Night. Uh, the name of the track was Saint Angry, which, uh, to your point, very angry, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a pretty stellar title as well. Uh, and that song was from the five-track EP of the same name that was released uh, back in 2020. Uh, so I think that was the second album, second studio album, uh, okay. which I think the first one was back in 2017. So, um, yeah, both bang, uh, both bangers of albums. Uh, I listened to both of them while I was doing my research. So, uh, yeah, head on over to your local music streaming website and listen to Swayze doctor's orders, but not Swayze cause there's some rapper and it was challenging to find Swayze instead of Swayze. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, there's another one uh, on here that was even harder to find, um, and I can't remember what what band it was. But uh, yeah, I had a harder time finding whatever that other band was. I'm sure I'll remember when what. We get uh, to it. What are we gonna do in like you know, a hundred years when every band name has been taken? Like we're just gonna have to be <sighs> like, Lagwagon Two. Yeah, probably. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. or they'll spell it with like letters and shit like they do now. There's yeah. already some starting to do that. Yeah, uh, I guess that's so, true. I don't know, Bob. Maybe you should write a sci-fi book about all the bad things <laughs> running out and what society has to do to solve that problem. Uh, throughout this episode, we're going to be playing some more incredible new music from emerging artists uh, just like Swayze uh, that you were probably too lazy to discover. And we're also going to be talking about some of the more noteworthy scene news from the last few months, not weeks, like we would normally do because we're lazy. Uh but you were probably also pretty lazy and didn't have a chance to check out all of that noteworthy scene news that we'll talk about. So strap in, kitties. It's going to be a mild ride. <laughs> so, Bob, uh, no, we normally uh, take a few minutes here to catch up, and you've been pretty busy with the married life. So uh, I know you said things haven't changed that much, but that can't be true. There's a few things. Uh, right? Yeah. Nothing different? No, I'm uh, in a new band. Uh I'm in a cover band. I played my first show last weekend, I want to say, on last Friday. Yeah, about a week ago, a week and a few days ago. First show in over a year and a half that I've played, almost two years since COVID hit, and uh, my last band released an album. It's funny. Every time I'm in a band and we release an album, then we just, like, break up. 
pretty great. <laughs> like the last three albums I've came out with, we release it and then we're like, cool. Now we're done playing. And we're never gonna do it again. And it's a waste of fucking time. Well, and money. I gotta say, if I had to work with you for the entire length of an album, I would probably not want to do it anymore. Either, yeah, so. that's that's uh, definitely true. But. Um, <laughs> Anyways, so this is a cover band, so we're never going to record an album, so we won't have that Mm. problem. Well, good. I think my cat just came in here. He's going to be yelling at me. It must be feeding time. That's fine. Probably should have shut shut the door a little bit harder. He's Uh, our our guest for today. What's his name? He's our co-host. His name is Figueroa. Figueroa, our co-host today. We'll uh, we'll pitch him a few questions. (laughs) He'll definitely have a lot to say. Favorite road Um, snack. (laughs) salmon (laughs) um yeah that's about it so where did your uh where did where did your first show where was it uh ficklewood cidery in long beach so um right there on the the strip was pretty cool like i said we're a cover band we do like a lot of 90s covers um like nothing too crazy it's not like a punk band it's more rock but uh you know uh some rage against the machine chili peppers and stuff like that um getting thrown into the mix so uh, it's not, it's not, uh, totally outside of the, the genre, um, completely. It's, I'll say attached, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's an acquaintance of our genre. There you go. Um, but, Fair uh, <clears throat> at any rate, yeah. So we, we did that there and, uh, been back from the wedding for about two months. We got married up in Yosemite, went on a quick little honeymoon around central California and, uh, that's about it, man. Um, yeah, seriously, like nothing else really new. I, California started opening up, and then it like, I feel like it kind of like went stagnant and then backtracked a little bit because of all the the cases. We were mask free for like almost a month, and now we're back to masks and back to yeah, all that good <laughs> shit. So it's about uh, it. Yeah, I think we're I think we're pretty much mask free here. There's been yeah. um, uh, a few shows. I've actually gotten to shoot just about as many shows over the last two months as I did all of 2020. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, it's been pretty much all local bands, uh, which is totally fine with me. That's I actually had a chance to go see uh, the um, Punk and Drublick Fest. Yeah. Uh, but a friend's band was playing here, and I'm like, eh, I'd rather support the local bands. You know, no effects. Has that was like point. last weekend, right? Uh, a couple weekends ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, local bands, I shot one at, um, Moe's barbecue, which is always an awesome venue. Cause you could get barbecue while you watch shows. Uh, <laughs> that was the, the Swifts, uh, dryer fire, which is uh, an incredible band here that sings songs about making sure that your uh, appliances are safe. I think so, we've you played know, them on here before. We might have, yeah. uh, but yeah, they so. sing songs about checking your lint trap and shit like that. Um, uh, a little off, which uh, they're very talented, uh, young trio around here, and uh, Damn It Jim played uh, that show as well. And then um, I went to another show. I think it was last week. I can't remember. It's already so busy. Uh, but it's uh, it was at um, a venue that used to be almost like an exclusively punk venue um, that closed down over uh, COVID and reopened under new ownership. Yeah. And I was glad to see that they were still playing a. Uh, little local kind of punk band yeah um, show so uh that one was good that was the uh, record thieves album release show which okay. their album made my uh, albums of the year list last year really yeah. good local band uh and they didn't get to have their album release show because of covid so they just had it even though they released that album late last year uh and they played with uh chew through and poor me so both very good bands had a really good time 
and um, pictures are up all, all over social media, so check it out. Um, that's my little plug. So that's cool. You guys are back to shows and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Was this yeah. the venue? I feel like you were talking about this last time that like the venue closed. Uh, is this the one that you were talking about that? Uh, no, actually, there was two that were very uh, prevalent in the punk rock community that closed. One was Streets of London, which um, mm. closed and is now um, a gay sports bar, which okay. awesome. Cool. I'm glad they have uh, a place to go watch sports that's not like all bro um, but it kind of sucks that they took away like one of my favorite little punk dive bars. Um, they should just do punk they, night. They didn't take it away, but it's gone. It was ripped from me. They should do punk night once a week. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, it's. I, I'll go up there to watch some sports. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely better than some of the, the broy ones, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure everyone would get along better <laughs> there than at a regular sports bar. Yeah, but uh, the one that we went to um, the other night was uh, used to be Three Kings, um, and uh, COVID killed that, and now it's back as HQ, which okay. I don't think is as cool of a name. But, but at least it's back. It is. It is back. So, yeah. uh, yep. And I um, have uh, another uh, Punk in the Park Festival, which we'll talk about a little bit later. I think I'm mm. going to shoot that. So yeah. that's coming up around the corner, too. Uh, and that's really all I've been up to. I've been trying to get back out and shoot a lot more shows and support the scene now that people are starting to play some. So yeah, um, yeah. I know. I was excited that music I was, is back. Uh, looking to go to a show at the Standing Room, uh, Fletcher's uh, mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. bar slash food place in Hermosa, and they fucking closed mm-hmm. during COVID. Uh, sold it and it's gone. They opened another location, but I don't think that that location has shows. So I'm a little bummed. Yeah, um, that was a pretty cool little venue. They had good shows too. Yeah, that's I saw missing twenty third there, uh, probably twice I think. Um, and then there's a Rage cover band and some other local bands. Like they were always great for shows. So I'm surprised yeah. that uh, that they closed. That was like the only place in Hermosa to go do that. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine what rent costed cost there. That's true. I I would imagine like twenty grand a month, easy. Easy. So yeah. Yeah, if you're not pulling in that money. I I guess there's one bar left up the street. It's called Hermosa Saloon. It's a little fucking old dive bar like you'd find anywhere. So at least there's one place. But they don't ever really do, like, uh, you know, bigger bigger acts. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, well, whatever. But uh, you'd mentioned Punk in the Park. You said we're going to talk about that later? Yes. Okay. Right. I've got it. Uh, we're going to talk about that in some other festivals because uh, the festival season is in full swing and a uh, couple of them have made a full lineup announcements. So yeah. we're going to talk about some of those. Uh, I didn't put it on the notes because I thought I was just going to throw it in. That's why you're probably not seeing it. <laughs> so, uh, well, that or you just never even look. That's probably more I'm likely. looking at it right now. <laughs> All right. That's enough bullshitting from us. We've probably killed about the first 10 minutes with shit nobody cares about. So let's play some shit that people do care about. All We're right. going to kick off our first block of music, as we always do with Boss Man Dave's solid gold block of the episode. We start things off with a little bit of pop punk. This is uh, Forgotten Names with Punk Rock Priorities. <laughs>
from the UK. That was Forgotten Names with Punk Rock Priorities. That's their brand new single. Um, uh, and uh, those guys actually just uh, started playing music. I mean, as a group, I'm sure they've been playing music longer. Uh, but it looks like they've just uh, formed as a band in uh, late 2020. So uh, we talk about playing new and emerging artists. It doesn't get any fresher than that, huh, Bob? Uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't get any newer than that. They had like mm. two songs up, I think, that I saw. Yeah, um, I think they had a handful. Yeah, um, definitely worth uh, keeping an eye on them because they were interesting. They, uh, There's something yeah. about their singing style that was a little different. It was, mm-hmm. it felt really, really soft. But I mean, the song was still like upbeat. So um, I don't know. It it just felt different than other things that are out there. Different is good because everything fucking I sounds agree. the same these days. I agree. And that's going to be a recurring theme here in our episode. We're going to have um, some <laughs> diversity good. in our sound from top to bottom here. So, uh, And I usually do try to do that. I was telling Mrs. Anarcho-Punk uh, the other day uh, while I was trying to find the music, I was having a hard time because I had a list of like, I don't know, 10 skate punk, pop punk bands that, you know, are worthy of being included. But uh, I didn't want to have a whole episode of it. I always try yeah. and find some different different subgenres, you know i want a, a couple ska songs and maybe a hardcore song or two skate punk melodic yeah. hardcore try and include it all uh try and be diverse and include stuff and i was having a hard time doing that uh, and then eventually i did find a bunch of stuff and i think that this is probably one of our more diverse episodes as far as the uh genre selection so i'm pretty stoked about it yeah i think i'd agree as i went through and uh Listen to all of it. I feel like every song was pretty different. We've had some pretty heavy ska episodes and pretty heavy, like you said, skate punk episodes. I feel mm-hmm. like that's always me. I'm always pushing the skate punk shit. Cause, well. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I'm kind of the same way. It's kind of like my preferred genre. That or just kind of like straight up, you know, just yeah. punk rock. Yeah. Um, and, and But I don't want to play just what I want to listen to. That's kind of boring. So, um, Plus, I usually end up finding a lot of other stuff yeah. that I do like just as much, and it's good for me to kind of get out of my little cocoon. So, yep. Um, so yes, and in keeping with that theme, uh, next up we're going to play number one fan Spike's pick of the episode. Uh, this one is called "Ignorance Is Bliss," and the name of the band is Bitch Queens.
about some good old just punk rock? Nothing yep. wrong with that. Bit and Bitch Queens is that. Almost like a, I don't know, blue-collar, diesel-y punk rock sound. <laughs> um, so I liked that a lot. Uh, good pick, Spike. Uh, name of that track was Ignorance is Bliss. Uh, it was from a split, Bob's favorite, uh, split album. They released with the Drippers, I think it was last year. Uh, they also have a new single out called The Apocalypse, which is equally as stellar. I so f- make sure you hop over and check that one out. I feel like when I look this band up, they had like fucking 20 singles. They do nothing. I mean, they have albums <laughs> and stuff, but it was lots of singles. It's the future, man. It's the future. Uh, EPs it. and singles. <laughs> I know it. Um, I think uh, was it Lost in Society was saying that. They're like, we don't know if we'll ever yeah. do a full album mm-hmm. again. It's like, no. Um, did you check out uh, this band also had a cover of Too Drunk to Fuck from uh, Dick uh, Yes, I, I did see that on there. Yeah, I didn't listen to it. But oh, I saw it's it. pretty good. Yeah. yeah, is I, it? Yeah, I was impressed with that. I mean, as far as uh, I was concerned, it just felt like a cleaner, updated version of the song. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no. I'll have to go back and check it out. That yeah. sounds pretty cool, I, actually. I'm always down to have something, you know, kind of remastered, if you will. I mean, this is obviously redone, and there's uh, some, some different feels to it at times, but in general, just it sounds like a, yeah, a better-sounding version. Good work, Bob. See, you have something to contribute. <laughs> Doesn't it feel good? <laughs> uh, so much work to do, though. Uh, it sucks. Don't know if it's adult, worth that. It? Don't grow up, kids. It's not <laughs> definitely not worth it. Um, okay, so we talked about uh, d- diversity in our um, music selection here for this episode. This next one was sent in. Um, uh, to our inbox and it fit the the theme of this episode perfectly um because we don't very often play hip-hop punk and it is starting to become a lot more prevalent as a uh, subgenre. you know i'm starting to see a lot more um artists uh that are you know they they bring hip-hop in but it's all like punk sensibilities yeah it's all the diy uh, ethos and everything that you would expect with punk just a different sound and that doesn't make it any less punk right uh it's not yeah about the music I, I don't know that i've ever really heard a punk rock song sampled like like this one <laughs> well and funny story we'll talk about that after the song um they uh they got uh, an email from uh a, the whoever bought the black flags back catalog telling them about another song that they had to cease and desist. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, these guys are um, excellent. I think it's actually just a solo artist. Um, but uh, this uh, song that we're playing, um, I think, that, uh, yeah, no, it does. It features uh, Monica Potter uh, of War on Women. So this song, or this specific song, uh, is a duo. Uh, but the name of the act is Old City. The name of the song is Class Act. Let's hear it. Can I get more This one goes out to the kid in the corn shirt. Yeah, and the girls in the back. She do a lot more than play bass in the band And terror banging gender norms is how it began And if you let her parents tell it, tell it poppy. Neo-Nazis on us confident When she spot them talking that bullshit Anybody ain't worth shit Grow a clip Put a middle finger in the face of a chauvinist A loaded clip in the slip of her tongue Quick to call you a bitch if you pull out a gun You wanna help but she don't need you, boy You should mind your manners if you're thinking you a rude boy A crooked room may be suited for the masses but if she's in it, she gon' spray paint that shit Miss Badass to the front of the class Who wanna politic with you cause you're totally black 
Taking up space to get the fuck to the back. Fuck it. Woo! You can find her on the stage, stop climbing up the PA stack. Throwing down in the middle of a breakdown. Wall of death doesn't matter where or when. She's always down to start some real shit. You can find her on the stage, stop climbing up the PA stack. Throwing down in the middle of a breakdown. Wall of death doesn't matter where or when. That was rap, I guess. Is it hip hop or is it rap? I'm so square. Let's call it hip hop punk <laughs> act uh, out of Philly, old city. That was hip hopity rapity. <laughs> hippity hop. There was some hippity hop. Uh, name of this song was Class Act. Uh, so uh, first thing uh, I wanted to tell you because they, uh, I told them they sent this message to me months ago. And uh-huh. I just got around to reading it, and I said, you know, it's been a little busy. I've been handling things on my own while you went off and got married. Uh, and they said, uh, first thing to make sure to tell you, congratulations Aww, on your recent nice. matrimonial escapades. So wanted to make sure to convey that. Well, thank you. Um, guys. I was really just making an excuse for not catching up <laughs> as quickly. I was like, oh, yeah, fucking Bobby went off on his honeymoon Uh, but uh yeah excellent song it it infuses um uh hip-hop and plenty of punk uh like i said you got the vocals of monica potter uh yeah and they sampled definitely uh, pennywise's society that was was very interesting so i don't think and i don't i don't know what i was expecting and i want to listen to the rest of the um music that's up there and i'm i'm wondering if it's sampled so you said they uh, that um, they got, or this this artist got a season yeah. assist order from Black Flag, or well, not? I don't Black know if they actually got. Okay, so it, he, they have another single out called Sixers, uh-huh. and it had um, a sample of the bass riff riff from um, Black Flag's okay. uh, Six Pack, um, and apparently the company that owns Black Flag's catalog back catalog. Um, I don't remember what company it is. I do remember somebody purchasing it. Um, uh, I guess sent them a message and was like, hey, you can't monetize that because it's, uh, what do they call it? Uh, content. Yeah. Yeah. Creative content or something. So, yeah, they had to do a remix, and the remix is pretty good too. Remix has a really dope baseline in it. So, uh, they did kind of keep that aspect of it, even though it is a little bit different. But they do have the original uh, version of the song uh, on their 
Facebook page. So you should uh, definitely float over there, scroll a little bit and find that because the video is pretty cool. It's um, like a, a pencil sketch animated video. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm but, curious who owns the music rights. It's uh, little, yeah, look it up. Little unpunk of whoever the fuck did that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially when you, um, you know, it's not like uh, Jay Z's out there sampling it or some something. This is like somebody in the scene that's obviously familiar with. I mean, the who scene cares? And like that's <laughs> the hip hop is about like pulling your influences and stuff. It's not. Uh, it's not like they're taking the song and like just redoing it and covering it and then putting it out there and making money off of it. Like he clearly did his own thing with the Pennywise song. So if like, sure it pulls in some hook and in some catch because it sounds like it, but who the fuck doesn't do that? I mean, like everybody's borrowing from somebody, everybody's listening to somebody, everybody's influenced by somebody and, and pulling riffs. So I don't know. I just think that's kind of bullshit. I mean, look, I don't know who it was. It could be, it could be people, members from Black Flag. It could be Henry Rollins for all I care. But, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, I just think regardless, it's fucked up because it's to be it's to say that, like, you know, uh, this song was completely unique and original and uninfluenced by anything else. And we are completely, right. you know, deserving of all credits. <laughs> like, come on, you listen to other bands like you pulled inspiration from somewhere. So, yeah, I, don't know. I think yep. it's fucking stupid. I agree 100 percent. Um, Preaching to the choir. All right. Yes, yes. And uh, I just thought it was rather amusing. They had to go back and do a remix. And I thought the bass line in the remix was actually a little bit better. So, (laughs) (laughs) good job, lads. Um, Okay, so the uh, next one here is one that Bob sent in. I actually made Bob do a little bit of work, and he delivered. Uh, so I'm going to let him do the intro. I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to drink some water. Go ahead, Bob. Take over. Uh, well, I am not prepared to take over, so... <laughs> I know you aren't. <laughs> so this next one is Unity, Texas, the song Agony. I'm talking about my back is a death wish I see the one I open cause my mind is in 
from the four-track EP, Hellway, that was Unity TX, Bob, I think it's called. Uh, <laughs> and the name of the track, it was Agony. Uh, so a really tight, hardcore group out of Texas um, that I definitely hadn't heard of until you sent it over. So good catch. Uh, it looks like they actually have a small tour planned for later this fall. So uh, go to their website at unitytxrock.com. Uh, for more info on that, and if they're coming to your neighborhood, uh, go out and support smaller bands because those guys were pretty fucking dope. Yeah. So, uh, uh, do you remember the band Phoenix TX? Yes, I so, do. So, I guess fine. Since they're Phoenix TX, this will be Unity TX. I just see TX and I go, it's Texas. So, sure. I yeah, get no. it. I just want to make sure we're telling them the right thing here. So, if you're going <laughs> to look it up, guys, it's Unity TX, <laughs> not Texas. Uh, Bob, I give you one job. Actually, I, I gave you two jobs. You did one by sending me the, the track, and then uh, you didn't do any follow-up uh, research on that. So, <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, okay, so let's keep things moving along. Um, things we had some pretty hardcore songs over the past. I don't know three songs here. Uh, let's wind things down before we hit the news. Uh, this next one uh, is coming uh, all the way in from Connecticut. Uh, which there aren't very many bands coming out of there. It's because um, it's tiny but, as fuck. Yeah, it is. I guess you can only expect so much from a state that small. But uh, it seems like whenever a band does come out of there, they're really good. Like the talent level is pretty high. And uh, it's no different here with these guys. Um, uh, nice little nice little tight ska band. Very classic ska. Uh, it's not like that disgusting, dirty punk ska. Uh, ska punk that everybody hates um and sometimes you know you really just want like a a mad caddies kind of ska yeah you know, traditional nice and easy talent all around and uh this one has it in spades it's got our uh good friend cody from the hemp steadies playing sax so listen out for that it's good all around uh this one is a uh, long way home from the simulators <laughs>
was Connecticut Ska Band, The Simulators with Long Way Home. Nice little, uh, nice little palate cleanser after all that hardcore. Fundamentally sound classic ska. I looked up uh, some other bands from Connecticut. Turns out uh, Spring Hill Jack was from there, if you remember that uh, ska okay. band. Yeah. They played that song, Jolina, um, which was a really good ska song. And then Avlov, uh, which I believe we played them okay. on here before. They had that album called Greatest Hits 2. Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hostage Claim was from there. Uh, or Hostage yeah. Calm, no uh, And uh, yeah. I'm not familiar with them, but uh, I know that the Hemp Steadies are also from up there. Okay. Um, they're one of my favorite ska bands. Yeah. And uh, Cody's a great guy. We always talk about uh, needing more saxophone and punk music, so we're really uh, champion, championing the co- championing. I can't championing. Championing the cause uh, for more saxophone and punk rock all around, not just in. Ska. How's that going? So, uh, it's slow, slow, but I mean, there's only two of us, so. So yeah. What do you expect? So we can't, <laughs> Sounds we can only like... make so much of an impact. Yeah. Uh, but those guys were previously called Shady Street All Stars, but I think I heard something about another band claiming rights to that name, so uh, they just changed it not too long ago to the Simulators. So oh. if you're looking for them, they're operating under a different name now. Uh, do but they, just as good. Do they know the Hemp Studies? Since it's, they're all from Connecticut, yes. small place, similar music. Well, Cody, Cody plays with the Hemp Studies as well. There might be more. Oh, there's overlap. Of the gotcha. hemp studies. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. There might be a couple members. Uh, I didn't look at the full lineup. I just know Cody's name. Gotcha. Um, cool. Because there's a that sick-ass sax solo right in the middle. Can't miss it. Nice. Uh, okay. Let's uh, do the news. Okay, so I alluded to this earlier. Uh, a couple festivals have announced their lineups. Among them are Fest, which has way too many bands to name, but we'll hit on some of the bigger ones here. Uh, Sam I Am, Big Wig, Crime and Stereo, uh, Two Minutes Late, City Mouse, Bad Operation, uh, Mustard Plug, Wilhelm Scream, Gorilla Wonder Biscuits, Years, Good Riddance, Gorilla yeah, Biscuits, man, gotta name them. So good, Frank Turner. If you haven't seen a Frank Turner set, um, yeah. So there's so many bands. We have so many friends traveling out there, uh, and that's all going to be happening in October, right around Halloween, Halloween weekend. So that should make it even more fun than than normal. Um, and uh, the lineup is exceptional. So. Anybody that's going to fest this year, I'm very jealous of. I don't think I can make it. Yeah. And equally jealous uh, I am of everybody that gets to go to Punk Rock Bowling. Uh, So again, they announced their full lineup. Um, It's looking good. They they also uh, started rolling out the club shows, which usually I think are are better than the actual festival itself. Uh, But the festival itself looks really, uh, really stacked this year. So you got to... Descendant, Circle Jerks, Devo, Lunatics, uh, Streetlight Manifesto, Frank Turner again there, Menzingers, Larry Arms, Gorilla Biscuits again, Youth Brigade, Youth Brigade, uh, The Queers, nice. tons of bands. It's you could keep on going for days there. Um, our friends in Decent Criminal are playing. That should be awesome. I, I didn't realize The Queers still played. I'm sure I probably told you this, but one night I was cruising around uh, Redondo Hermosa with some friends, and all of a sudden we're like. 
hey, the Ataris are playing at uh, St. Rock. Do we want to go in and watch that? And I was like, wait, they're playing with the queers. Like, how does that even go together? Like, you've got, like, this (laughs) super pop emo, like, radio hit band, and then the queers, which is... And the queers. Yeah, I mean, like, they had some good stuff. um, But I feel like they're just, like, a very traditional, like, punk band. Sure. Yeah, just very straight punk. Uh, you, I think the queers are actually going out on tour. I think they're coming through Denver. I'm sure they're coming through somewhere in L.A. You should check out their website and see uh, if they're coming near your area. It'd probably be something like Alex's where they would play. So mm-hmm. might be really close to you. Um, and uh, then, as I previously mentioned, um, I believe I have access to um, Punk in the Park, which is making a stop here in Denver. Uh, that link is one of the smaller festivals. It's not huge, but uh, it's Pennywise, The Vandals, H2O, Voodoo Glow Skulls, The Bomb Pops, and more. So nice. Um, I'm very excited to see The Vandals. I love them. Uh, who doesn't? They're always a great time. And I've never had a chance to shoot H2O or The Voodoo Glow Skulls, so those when- uh, both will be good ones to add to my uh my catalog so when are they doing it there because i know they did an arizona date and i know we've got dates for the 6th and 7th of november um yeah this is august 7th oh you you guys are even sooner than us holy shit yeah it's like a week or two okay cool i got a show next weekend too oh my goodness i'm shooting so many shows um unlimited beer tasting are you guys having that there too um, I don't know. No, that I don't think it includes like any kind of beer tastings. Oh yeah, no, it does. You say. should check because ours is early access beer tasting. Yeah, I think I think so. We'll see. I don't so know. So it's like I don't a pumpkin drublick. Which they're releasing another yeah. pum- pumpkin drublick date tomorrow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So we'll, uh, we'll check that out. Cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I should be going to that one. It's um almost. It's just a tiny bit over walking distance from my place. So. Cool. Uh, if it's not too hot, I might try with it. Everything I'm um, going to uh, is going to be a drive. I think that one's uh, down in Anaheim. There's another something called the Bruce Gosca, um yeah. coming up with less than Jake and Mustard Plug that I might go. Kind of. We'll yeah. see. But yeah, everything's down in. in uh, I think this is at the same place I came in. Down in Anaheim. So. Well. I guess that's not too far. At least you're on the right side of town now. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> um, all right. So next up, um, Laura Jane Grace and Brendan Kelly are playing a show at Philadelphia's Four Seasons Total Landscape. You see what I did there? Yeah. Trying to make it sound like Four Seasons. <laughs> And then through a total landscaping. So I'm not sure if everybody here is uh, political, but if you aren't, um, you probably don't recognize Four Seasons Total Landscaping, but that's where Rudy Giuliani was holding some sort of uh, press conference about uh, the election and how Trump really won it when he definitely did not win it. Uh, And apparently they thought they were booking the Four Seasons, only to find out they booked Four Seasons Total Landscaping. And they proceeded with holding their press conference in front of it. One of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Well, so now, Lord Jane Grace and um, uh, Brendan Kelly are going to be playing, uh, playing a music set there, which I think is incredible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, tickets sold out in like less than an hour. It was probably more like 15, 20 minutes. Um, and I, I seriously considered flying out there for it. Um, but it was like five hours after the tickets went on sale, so I never had a chance. 
Uh, but I asked Miss Anna to go punk and was like, man, that would be a cool one. And she was like, yes, yes. I was like, okay. So I looked up tickets and by then they were well sold out. So. Uh, uh, but yes, that is coming at the end of August. So wait, um, I don't get it. So, so way back when I get it, Trump. For whatever reason, this place was like, sure, we'll rent our place out to you yeah. guys. Hell and yeah. then, and then since then, it's sort of become iconic. So are they? Is this the first show they're ever going to do there, or did they just start doing tons of shit there because? Um, so the, yeah, I think they're just doing tons of shit there because of now now the the name rec- recognition yeah. that you get with playing there. Um, so uh, yeah, they announced that um, uh, Laura Jane Grace said this will be the first and last time Brendan and I will play in front of a landscaping company. And we <laughs> promise it will be better than that MAGA shit show. So uh, uh, yes, anybody that's in Philly that got tickets to that, I am thoroughly jealous. And I would have actually flown out from Denver and spent a day or two in Philly just to go to that show. Yeah, that's so. funny. Well, cool. That's exciting. Yes, I thought it was very, very funny. I'm sad you're not going. Um, okay, let's keep it moving. Against Me announced that they are going to be recording a new LP in a brief Instagram post. Uh, Mastermind Against Me Mastermind, Laura Jane Grace, stated that the band will begin recording their new album soon. Grace said, verified mint condition straight from Japan, ready to start recording Against Me LP. So that's uh, probably some of the more exciting news that I've had uh, lately because I'm a huge Against Me fan. What about you, Bob? Yeah, I've heard you sing. I've heard you singing some against me before, like in my car driving around. Always the you. old stuff. Original Cowboy, I believe, is the name of the yeah. the album I got. Uh, Eternal. Into. Yeah, yeah. There's um, those first three albums were pure gold. Yeah. still to this day. It's like the more ska punk stuff that I like. You know. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of that in those early ones too. Yeah. I don't know. I like that, but I liked um, pretty much any of the any of the music in that, those early days. Um, but yeah, I was, it's I'm super stoked uh, for any kind of new music from Against Me. Yeah. So uh, that was exciting for me this week. Well, um, and that goes along with uh, the. Is uh, Laura Jane Grace playing more original content um, at the solo shows, do you know, or uh, against me stuff? Oh, I, I'd imagine it's probably a mix. Did you? Um, you've shot her a, before, haven't you, or no? Uh, yeah, but it was against me and not a solo show. Oh, gotcha. Show. So, huh. yeah, I think I was supposed to go to a solo show uh, of hers one time and did not for some reason. I remember being disappointed. Uh, but yeah, shot. Uh, that was the last show of 2019 before the pandemic kind of shut things down. It was the last show I shot. It was a New Year show here um, with our friend Adrian in Plasma Canvas. Gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> I'm looking uh, okay. at their time. More to news. S- I'm looking at their time to start recording posts. Oh, uh, Jane Grace's, oh. and there's a. Looks like an old fucking like tape recorder or some shit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what that was. I didn't even want to mention it. Make Mink myself, myself sound straight stupid. from Japan, ready to start recording against me. LP number eight. It's a Yamaha MT50, which is a analog four track. It looks like. Okay. Yeah, it totally is. Cool. I wonder if they're gonna do it on that. Yeah, like old school. That, that would be, be insane. Cool. Yeah, but it's a four track. I don't even know how you would 
do drums on something like that or how people used to do drums. I feel like you'd have to get a mixer and then mix it down before you even actually get to like recording it. Uh, you would know better than me. Sounds like a pain in the ass. I don't know how to record anything. I'll be curious I'm sure. if that's what they do. Yeah, I, could, I'm, I could probably uh, at least buy into that. I <laughs> yeah. It looks like it would be a pain <laughs> in the ass. <laughs> okay, more news. I'm really excited about the next this next story. Um, Off is uh, also working on a new LP, but they are uh, going above and beyond. They're also working on a new movie, as well as um, uh, implementing a new lineup. So uh, they've been very busy. Um, I don't know if you remember, I think it was late last year, um, they were uh, running a Kickstarter to fund a, a documentary about the history of off okay. and they ended up they ended up coming up short so they returned all of the money to the fans um, so they're just I think they're just going to kind of revisit that uh, because I think they lost a lot of traction with COVID uh, so I think that they're uh, it's not a new new movie I think yeah. they're just going to try it again to try and get it funded because it looked like it was pretty close to meeting its initial goal um, so um, that's pretty cool they're giving that another swing um, I would definitely uh, like to see an off documentary um, but I was really excited about the new LP and uh, the new lineup so um, very excited for uh, that coming up um, what about you are you a big fan of off I know uh, you've seen him before didn't we see him at one of the festivals I you know I don't know if we did or not but um, I so I don't know too much about off and I've listened to him I've heard him on you know, tons of complicated uh, compilations and things like that I mean I know Keith uh, Morris is mm-hmm. the, the singer who was the original black flag singer correct uh, uh circle circle I, I know him from circle oh okay um yeah, I think he fronted. I, you could band. very well be right. I, I lose my uh, history and mix it up a lot too. Yeah, so, so he went to Miracosta High School, which was like a quarter of a mile from where I used to work. Mm-hmm. Um, there, and then I'm always trying to think of like who I would love to see a Black Flag documentary as well because yeah, uh, you know there are so many bands that are tied to them um, and things that are interwoven, and that's really like, yeah. the things that I like about. I don't know, movies or documentaries or things like that. I'd love to see like, what bands, like, who was in what and where they went. Right. And all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But it also makes it confusing when you're trying to remember who played with who. <laughs> well, it does, but, but something like a documentary solidifies it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, of course. Of course. You know, uh, who was in that band. And yeah, so I'm excited. Sounds like that'll be a good time. I will definitely watch that. Uh, yes. And um, the uh, new. Iteration, uh, the new lineup um, looks pretty good. Um, they just released a, a new uh, video off of, um, well, I guess it's not off of their upcoming album because it's a Metallica cover. Um, I think it's just something to tide us over into the new album comes out. Um, but uh, it looks like uh, the new uh, rhythm section, I guess is what they posted it as, is Autry Fulbright. Um, who is from And You Will Know Us by oh, wow. The Trail of the Dead. Okay. And um, he's on bass and uh, Justin, Br- uh, ugh, Justin Brown on drums, and he's from Thundercat. Uh, so uh, Steve McDonald and Mario Rubalcaba are no longer with the band. So pretty cool new lineup. Um, they sound really good in their cover of Holier Than Thou in that new video. Uh, I would um, definitely check that out because it's pretty funny. It's like a... I don't know, like a six-minute video and three, three, yeah. four minutes of it are uh, like funny bullshit on the front end and then the song. Yeah. Um, 
So pretty neat and uh, very excited to hear new music all around from them. And uh, hopefully they get the movie fully funded this time. Uh, I will Maybe be, I'll be a part of it. Yeah, I will be excited if that happens. <clears throat> and uh, speaking of interesting things that we are excited for, both of us are excited for, I know, um, uh, there is a new book coming out called Architects of Self-Destruction. Yes. Um, and essentially, uh, it's the oral history of Leftover Crack. Uh, the book was co-written by Leftover Crack's Brad Logan and Punk News's John Gentile. Uh, I've already pre-ordered it, Bob. I think you said you pre-ordered it. I did, right? yep. Uh, by the time this airs, it'll probably be out. Uh, August 10th is the date that that uh, ships, um, I guess, for anybody that's pre-ordered it. And I guess you could buy it from anywhere else you want to uh, once it releases. Do, do, are books released? Is that what they do? Yeah, do <laughs> they have released it. <laughs> Can you tell that I'm near illiterate? <laughs> if it, it better have pictures, damn it. Uh. <laughs> um... So, uh, yeah, pretty stoked for that. I don't read a lot, but when I do, it's usually shit like that. Um, band biographies and, yeah. and stuff. I still haven't gotten around to reading the Bad Religion book, but I do have it on my bookshelf, okay. um, along with a couple other books like that. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, and I know you are, too. Yeah, I've got that ready to go on it. I never read the Bad Religion one, either. Um, is Are you talking about, like, do they have, like, some type of biography? Or are you talking about Greg's book? That's called, like, Oh, no, they now. released a biography. I think it was last year, maybe 2019 they released it. Um, yeah, gotcha. it's, uh, it's a really, I got the, the good hardback version. And it's, uh, uh, I don't know, three inches thick, two and a half inches okay. thick. It's a big one. I'm going to have to look for that on audiobook because I like listening to those, especially if they have the people who wrote the book like as a part of sure. it like with, under the big black sun on audio was really great because it was yeah. actually um john doe and exine and a few others henry rollins and then um same thing with hepatitis bathtub it was all the guys from the band um mm. so that was that was cool. yeah i can't get into audiobooks uh mrs anarchapunk listens to them yeah i can't do it yeah I'm, it, not, I'm not into that it's fun if it's those people though right it was fun listening to like Morgan and I, I didn't listen to it no. i can see where it would be kind of funny though i yeah. read it but yeah. um but uh so it was also announced that in correlation with the book uh recently the authors launched a 10 episode limited run podcast uh the podcast uh features logan's at logan and gentile interviewing people that contributed to the book so oh, um there's gonna be a lot of pretty cool interviews there as well um the second episode included a chat with um uh, dick lucas of subhumans so that's kind of the, the guests that they're having on there to talk about um this is going to be one of those books that really does go a lot of ways because how many fucking bands is Leftover a Crack associated with? Like, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it all started like someone from Leftover Crack was in Choking Victim beforehand, right? Or was yeah. it, it was quite a few of the guys. Sturgeon for sure. And then there's like, uh, uh, what was the band that Stizza ended up doing uh, po- that had the album Poets Were My Heroes? Morning Glory and Star Fucking oh, yeah. Hipsters yeah. and yeah. like yep. Mustard yeah. Plug somehow like lived, I think, or some of the dudes lived at their squatter house and like, so this is oh, going to be a really fucking intricately woven web. I'm, I'm, uh, yes. And it should be, uh, interesting. It's going to be hard to follow. Stories. Yeah. So the podcast uh, has a name or no? Well, yeah, I think it's just called the Architects of Architects of Destruction. 
podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to look this up right now. That way uh, and sure. while Bob's looking that up, we'll also tell you that on September 20th, uh, Leftover Crack will play their first gig in exactly 666 days. And it's going to also be their book release show. So very shortly after the book is actually released, they're going to play a show and have a book release show. Um, that gig is at Alex's Bar in Long Beach, California, Bob. So no way! Yeah, you can go get it signed. Uh, so not only are they going to be playing the special set, uh, they're also going to be celebrating the release of the book. It is called Architects of Self-Destruction. Okay, what day is this? Did you say August 20th? No, August 10th, uh, because so, that's when the... No, nope, you're still wrong. <laughs> you just shut up a second. Uh, <laughs> it's September 20th. September 20th. Oh, okay. September 20th. September 20th. Got it. Yes. I'm going to so, put that in. Uh, if it's still there, I mean, you, you have you bought tickets? You should buy tickets. You should probably buy tickets. All right, all right, all right. Cool. And if you click on the link in the news segment related to this story, there's even a link to the tickets. Uh, let me click on it. I'll see if it's they're even still available for you. Mm. Uh, 25 bucks. That's not bad. All right, yeah. sweet. I'm doing it. Get it. Let's move on. No one wants to hear me uh, order tickets. <laughs> no, but it's good for them to know that there's still tickets available if this they want to go. And that's of seven twenty-five. Um, okay, so earlier we talked about the diversity of the music within the episode that we're playing. Uh, now we can talk we're about so the diversity diverse. of the, the punk scene in general. Um, so the next three little stories I kind of crammed into one uh, large story um, and uh, it's about recent signings um, to Epitaph Records so uh, most notably one of our favorite uh, up-and-coming bands uh, the Muslims uh, out of yes. North Carolina um, they signed to Epitaph Records um, shortly after that uh, the um, young ladies in the Linda Linda Lindas signed to Epitaph Records and then also somewhere in there, right around there, I think it was about a month ago, um, uh, Soul Glow out of Philly uh, also signed. And all three of those bands are made up of uh, people that are not just straight up white people. <laughs> and it's so awesome to see. And the music is a lot different than, you know, what we would associate like with that fat punk sound or yeah, even sure. early epitaph sound. And it's so cool to hear different stuff, like you were saying earlier. You know, it's, it, it's tough to find things that aren't the same. Yep. Well, if you're looking for something different, you need to head on over to Epitaph Records because they just signed three bands that are what I think is going to be like the future of punk, um, along with some of the bands that we played earlier, like Old City and Unity TX. And they're not uh, the traditional white male face that you're used to seeing. Yes. And uh, I think that that's a massive improvement in, in, in our genre. And although there's still plenty of shit that needs to be fixed, um, I'm proud to see uh, a lot more effort going into to finding bands that aren't the traditional uh, sound because I think we went through like a 25-year period where everything kind of sounded the same, more or less. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, it, and every once in a while, you'd get a band that was like a propaganda that wasn't, you know, they were maybe more like thrash metal kind of sounding or, um, you know, but I don't even know, like a leftover crack that you know, is a little bit more like a hardcore ska or uh, even against me. Uh, yeah. You know, they had a unique sound. But there was something few different. and far between. Right. And now Epitaph just signed three in the last 
I don't know, two months? Yeah. So, yeah, I know. It's uh, funny. Good job. Muslims had uh, announced something about like breaking up uh, for like a month or something. Um, I couldn't figure out what it was. I kept posting stuff on their Instagram. And I'm like, wait, are they broken up? It doesn't look like they're broken up. And then like the day they announced like the whole epitaph thing, like, the, like that was just a big joke. So it sounds like it had been <laughs> in the works, like the deal with epitaph. Yeah. Just fucking with everybody. Because that's what they do. Um, yes, but uh, all three of those bands, I think, um, I don't think we've covered uh, Belinda, Linda, Linda's, but we did Soul Glow and uh, the Muslims, I know both, uh, we've covered before, um, and we've talked about how we thought that this is kind of where things are going, and I think, I don't want to say, like, how awesome we are for guessing that, but it looks like we guessed that correctly. Yeah, I think the Linda, Linda, Linda's was um, a relatively new things since the last time we talked because if i'm not mistaken it's like a bunch of like very young girls right and they yeah like they had that song called fascist boy or something like that yeah 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 and that's the one yeah i remember uh, showing sarah i'm like look at these little asian girls this is, <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> yeah i think they're i think they're made up of uh, asian american and uh latinx gotcha gotcha young ladies yeah um, but yes, so uh, good signings all around by Epitaph, and I'm really glad to, that uh, there's more diversity in not only the sound of the music, um, but the people being um, pulled into the genre, because that's only makes things better, I yeah. think, for everybody. For sure. So kudos, Epitaph. Uh, okay, now let's um, go to our last story, and this is just more of a note. Uh, I'm sure we have a lot of face-to-face fans listening, um, and I'm sure you probably already know, because face-to-face fans are like nothing if not in tuned to face-to-face news, but uh, if you haven't heard, uh, they have announced they will be releasing a new album. New album is called No Way Out But Through, and it's going to be released in September, early September via Fat Records, of course. Um, so uh, this is their first release uh, in a while. I think their last one might have been like an acoustic album. Uh, yeah. You know, more or less songs that have been previously released so um this is uh, all new music 12 tracks coming out in september so keep an ear to the ground for that i'm pretty excited about that one too so uh not only are more and more shows being announced uh, fans are getting back in the studio and releasing right. music i know right now all we need is that. a website up and we'll be good to go yeah speaking of i guess we're working on that maybe we'll have some news uh we've been episode. we've been saying that for years I know. Yeah. Well, maybe, and, and especially if we wait three or four months to record the next episode, <laughs> we, might some, we might have a lot of news to tell you. Uh, we're going to try and get better about that. We're going to try and record a little more. I know I know we said that, but uh, COVID really put a damper on things. And then you got married, and uh, yeah, that was a little bit of a break for you. So now things are kind of back in, settling, settling in. Things are getting back to normal. So right. hopefully we can start recording. Um, you know, more frequently, maybe every six weeks or so, as yeah. opposed to every three months. Yeah, that, uh, that would definitely be better. Hopefully. I think so. Uh, not that anybody really cares to hear us that often. I you mean, think? you know, it's just about you and I catching up, shooting the shit. <laughs> more or less. We're going to yeah. shoot the shit. Yeah, talking uh, to our imaginary friends. All right. On with music. I know we kind of covered our news segment here. It's time to get back to music. Uh I think every I think that's best for everybody. Um, so uh, the next one uh, was also sent into our inbox. Um, we, we don't play power pop that often, and it's a valid genre. And I, you know, it's a 
great uh, uh, upbeat genre. You never, you can't listen to a power pop song and not kind of tap your toe. So I figured these guys are a really good fit for this episode. Uh, coming to you from Italy, this is the Beaters Band with Love I Can Be With You. Trio, the Beaters Band, and I, I guess I mispronounced the the title of the song in the intro. It's <laughs> "Love I Can Be W," so, and it's B letter B uh, W. And I said with, I really botched that. And he doesn't mean two U's; he means one single letter, the W. One single letter, W. So, <laughs> so what is power pop in the form of punk? Because power pop. As far as I know, it is just the big pop bands. Oh, no. So power pop's going to be more like your Ramones. Something like that. Yeah, like yeah. Kind of 50s, 60s inspired, kind of early rock sounding. Okay. Um, that's what I always define as so that's, power pop. I guess that's what I think of, too, is like the, the big pop rock bands, right? Yeah. So like Weezer yeah. is like a power pop band, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Weezer, I consider like one of those fringy bands, like you were talking about earlier. Not quite punk, 
okay. just kind of on the outskirts. Yeah, but that, um, I guess that's what I would think about all the power pop bands is that they're not necessarily punk. So the Ramones? Yeah, I don't think they're necessarily punk. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, but yeah, I think power pop's a good name for them. Yeah. That's a... All right. I don't know. We got all these labels. Um, but uh, those guys formed in 2018. Their first album, Vol Uno, was released in April 2019. In October that same year, they released a four-track holiday album called Black Christmas. And in January 2020, they released a seven-inch um, entitled Love Songs. So they've been extremely busy in their very short time as a band. Yeah. Good work, guys. Nice. Uh, work has paid off because I think they're... Uh, very talented, and I like that uh, power pop sound every once in a while. Yeah. Get you going. Nice and happy. Kind of like Scott, like we played earlier. Yeah. Uh, so let's make a very hard left turn and go the exact opposite direction. Uh, this next one is going to be really grimy. It's coming straight from the gutter. It's the exact opposite of the power pop we just listened to. This one is called Liquor Store Employee. Name of the band is Nancy Boy. <laughs> That is another newer band, from what I can tell. It looks like they formed in late 2020. Name of the band is Nancy Boy. Name of the song was Liquor Store Employee. Um, I don't even know how to... We were just talking about labels. I don't even know how to label these guys. <laughs> like, I, I guess they're oi, but it's like crusty oi. Let's call yeah. it cr- oi pa- pogo crust. I don't know. <laughs> There's got to well, be a name for it, yes, right? Yeah. Well, they're a fairly <laughs> new band, too, so it was hard to find anything on them or about them <laughs> or associated with them. Um, so one fact about them that everybody's going to find interesting, especially you, Bob, is that they're from Connecticut, their second band. And we're talking about bands that are from there. So, uh, so there you go. Um, very unique, very unique sound. And I, I think, I think I like Pogo crust. I put some thought behind it. Um, but very raw, very, uh, very brilliant opposite ends of the spectrum there uh but the song was from their debut ep 40s and burgers and that's out via dismantled records um i'd uh i'd say you probably want to check the rest of the album out because if you like that one um 
you're probably going to dig the rest of them. If you didn't like that one, you're probably not going to like the rest of the album because it's a lot. Um, uh, a lot of the songs are similar to uh, that same tempo and uh, speed. Are yeah. those two things? Are those things different? Tempo and speed? <laughs> uh, yeah, not really. No. Well, no. I don't know. They're all really fast, like that one, though. Uh, a lot of fun. I yeah. Uh, I was very impressed with that one. Probably one of the, the more fun songs on this episode. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm curious to know more about this band. I really, <laughs> there wasn't a lot there. I couldn't find a lot of information. That's what I'm saying. I think they started in late 2020. I might be totally wrong, um, but I did some research and that's the best I could come up with. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very frantic. Well, the, very and frantic the term Nancy band. boy refers to like an effeminate homosexual man. Sure. So I'm uh, like, uh, is that part of their music? Part of their lyrics? Is that? I don't know. I'm curious. I don't think so. I think they're just using it more of a, a play on oi. Okay. All right. All right. I'm reading too much into it, Bob. <clears throat> I, well, I mean, I or, feel like I feel like a lot of the music in punk that's like kind of up and coming and that's a lot more is prevalent a is mm-hmm. is a lot about sexuality and uh, things like that because that's where a lot of anger is coming from these days so very true you know very true uh, i would not ever argue I f- with you there I, f- I feel like you and i have grown content there are other people who <laughs> want to fuck some shit up and and uh, so I'm, yeah i'm interested thank god for him <laughs> I know, uh, I know. We, uh, <laughs> I mean, really, right? Like, it's uh, yeah. It's, I mean, when your knees work a hundred percent, you have a different view on life. <laughs> but at least somebody out there is angry and burning shit down. Yes. And Thank God. Trying to change shit. So yeah, I will, and I will support them one hundred percent where I can, when I can. Uh, okay, next up, uh, we're gonna get back to some more traditional hardcore. Um, this is a, a new single from Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania-based Five Piece, One Step Closer. This one's called Pringle Street.
That was Pringle Street from Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania's One Step Closer. Some uh, good old-fashioned hardcore. A little bit, little bit more traditional than the uh, hardcore we played earlier. Um, but that was uh, coming from their new debut album. Uh, it's not out yet. I guess I should say it's their upcoming debut album, uh, which is due out this fall. The name of that one is going to be Displace You Know. Um, so uh, really hard hard band yeah it was brutal the whole song too like pretty much from beginning to end um i went through and listened to their um last ep from me to you and it followed suit so um amazing energy they have i don't see how they do it we were just talking about people still out there wanting to burn stuff down and rage Uh, (laughs) these guys could definitely hang with them i'm sure um lots of energy when uh when does the album come out again what's the date I can't remember. I think it just said fall. Okay. I might be wrong. Sometimes I don't write the date and just write fall to be ambiguous. That's all right. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to pencil it in on an album of the year because this is definitely a, a good sounding. I have uh, the one I, I put on earlier, uh, Unity TX, but unfortunately mm-hmm. there's just only yeah. four fucking songs. Damn it. <laughs> uh, but i've yeah, started I've, is, I've started adopting I, that i did two last year and it's looking like i'm gonna have a few this year so uh, i think we're gonna have to yeah. yeah and this one didn't say whether it's going to be a full length it just mm. says debut album okay. so uh we'll see uh either way you can include it uh i'm sure there's gonna be a few on mine too well um, i i do already have some other stuff i've got an emo album of the year on there i'm gonna you you asked you? me to give you uh something not poppy or skate for this episode so i gave you something yes. a little harder from my albums of the year but uh, i've got an emo album on there i really like so excellent well that and that's a very um uh, timely of you to mention because our next song is going to be an emo track look at you bob learning how to make segues from song to song thank um, you i did than, it more than just saying hey look we'll play this song next <laughs> That's, that's how you sound in my head. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, this next quartet is from Palm Coast, Florida. Uh, name of the band is Home Is Where, and the name of this song is Assisted Harry Carey.
That one was from the six-track EP, I Became Birds. The name of the song was Assisted Harry Carey, and that was Home Is Where. Pretty cool. Where? Uh, I know. Pretty cool band name. Uh, it leaves you wondering. And it was a little hard to search, too, because uh, Google kept wanting to fill in the hard is after yeah. the band name. Yeah, it was tough. I had to fight Google. <laughs> no, I don't want to search all that. Um, but yeah, that was a cool story about these guys. So uh, they found their bass player. Um, uh, bass player was an audience member, just a random audience member at one of their shows. And uh, he was spontaneously chosen to play bass. Okay. Uh, and they said that he uh, gelled so perfectly with the rest of the group that he was immediately asked to join permanently. Nice. How about that? <laughs> yeah. It's <That's> a <laughs> love cool story. story. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was... Um, one song that really hit me right out of the gate that um, I put this one uh, uh, penciled it in on my albums of the year list because it is a, an EP, but um, it was a very, very good EP. And that was an incredible song. Uh, probably uh, my favorite song in this episode personally. Um, so hmm. I can't wait to hear more from these guys. Yeah. Very nice to have a live on audio tree. Audio tree does a lot of fucking shit, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do. But uh, yeah. Okay. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Uh, anyway, check that one out. Six-track EP, I Became Birds. All of them are straight rippers. Uh, okay, rounding out our set of music here. It's going to be uh, another just straight-up punk. Some plain old regular punk rock. Right up the middle. Bob, why are you looking at me like that? I'm not looking, me out. <laughs> looking at you like anything. I'm uh, waiting, so, waiting for the song, and then I'm going to talk about and, it and ask and, you some questions. Hey, so this is by far the best song title this entire episode. <laughs> Probably the best song title of any uh, t- song genre of music anywhere. Um, very, uh, very long. So I'm going to try and get through it here. Uh, so the name of the band is House Boat. And the name of the song is A Song in Which I Try to Convince Myself to Stop Being Such a Fucking Idiot. So let's hear that. My mind goes Without exception, 
best song title ever, and these guys have a bunch of them. Uh, the band is Houseboat. The song was a song in which I try to convince myself to stop being such a fucking idiot. Um, it was oh, one of the other uh, albums has a song title called "A Song for Half Pint to Suck on My Balls To," which I thought was a very good one. Um, Bob, you should look it up and see which one you like better. Okay. Um, but that one was from their newest LP. Uh, writing is very witty. The hooks are catchy, which if they're not, why are they called hooks? Um, what else do you really want from a, a punk rock band? You want some good lyrics that you can <clears throat> sing along to and scream at, and you want some some catchy hooks, right? And yeah. uh, they provided that in spades. Uh, they are a northeastern-based supergroup featuring uh, members of the Ergs, right. Dear Landlords, uh, Dear Landlord, and the Steinways. So, uh, pretty good pedigree there. Yeah. So, my question for you is: Do you know what this album cover is from? <clears throat> I don't. It looked like it was some sort of like, uh, like new age art or something no it's an inversion a color inversion of uh screeching weasels television city dreams and so i wonder so the the screeching weasel album is red and yellow so this is black and gray um and i'm wondering if like are there songs off the album that are pulled from it like what's the reference uh not that i not that i know but they're um their song titles don't always match the songs, you know? Yeah. They're like one of those bands. So. Yep. And I did um, not have enough time to look into it, so hopefully by next uh, uh, album I figure it out. Did you look up Television City Dream or no? No. Oh, okay. Here, I can show it to you. Oh, yeah. How well you can there see you it. But that is Perfect. the exact album cover, the, the placement, the... Uh, <laughs> you know, the uh, placement of the lettering, the... Um, font that they used and everything so i wonder what the reference is or if it was just a like hey we like this band you should like us if you like Probably. screeching weasel you like our band yeah it was like a but signal I, to screeching weasel yeah but i feel like you could also just be like hey some of us were from the ergs and then people would be like oh shit yeah yeah so, or dear landlord too yeah. just as good yeah um okay well that's it that's the music that's the news okay. that's all of it all right we're done Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are we going to do next episode? I, I said beforehand, like before apparently we we're going to have to get, to get our a shit co-host. together. Yeah, yeah, we're going to try and do these uh, more often, definitely <laughs> now that things are picking up. But and you really never to talk to. Talk you've to never them. heard us say that before, by the way. <clears throat> no, they've heard it a lot. Oh, yeah, but that's true. At COVID, though, I mean, really, what were we going to talk about? Yeah, I watched. Now, yeah, now Netflix there's shows. Again. Now there's festivals. Yeah. Now there's Stuff you know. To do. I'm almost sure. going to shows, but then <clears throat> all of a sudden I have some shows. I was going to go see Joyce Manor in like a few weeks, but That'd be yeah, cool. that's... Um, the website might be back up and running soon. That's a good thing. Okay. So very nice. Very nice. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. That, that would Here's be fantastic if we got that. And we'll back see if we can't going. get like a, uh, yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. We'll see. I think we're working on some stuff. Um, but we'll see if we can't find a co-host for next episode too. Keep Dude, if you're going to cover, why don't you do an interview? Go interview a band, buddy. I'm doing where? Where? Yeah, you're going uh, to uh, Punk in the Park, and you're going to do like a, a cover oh, photo- yeah. photography. Uh, yeah, shooting and doing an interview is a bit much. I, I, found. I know, but then I don't have to do anything. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about uh, that. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, we'll figure something out for you for uh, episode 29. It'll be something oh, pretty okay. <laughs> Maybe good. 
<laughs> maybe bordering on good. We'll see. Uh, but uh, we're going to leave you with something that is definitely more than okay. Uh, one of my favorite releases uh, of the past couple weeks um, it, because it's dirty old crusty folk punk, which is some of my favorite. Um, and I think they're out of the Fort Collins area. Their webpage just says Colorado. Okay. But I think it was Fort Collins. Um, these guys actually uh, played a backyard show up in Boulder back in July, and I totally missed it, or I would have gone. Um, I would Those have are the best shows. For that. Yeah, for sure, all the time. And and I miss the, the little backyard shows uh, that I used to go to in, in L.A. and in yeah. East L.A. Yeah. Um, yeah, those were fun with the ghetto birds shining their floodlights down on you cops surrounding I feel like emerald house was the funnest thing that we went to with uh shibby pictures uh yeah that was a pretty good one yeah, yeah there was a ton of shit like that all of a sudden um, they're just like hey you want to play smash brothers and just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay yeah of course. that was pretty cool in just some random living room yep uh <clears throat> yeah pretty cool uh and uh these guys uh here played a, a very similar b- backyard show that i completely missed uh and i'm kicking myself over but um very good folk punk out of the uh colorado area it's featuring members of we the heathens broken bow chad hates george and dead work uh, name of the band is Doom Scroll. We're going to listen to When Will I Disappear. Let's go ahead and spin it, Bob. Until next time, comrades, stay safe. Later.
once you pop, <laughs> you cannot stop. <laughs>